to the Making Laps Podcast. Yeah, I heard they should do supers, but I didn't realize that they were actually going to do it. I mean, I figured it'd be kind of like very regional, you know? Oh, that guy's um, on There's fire. also a rumor that uh, they're going to be scanning the outlaw stocks from Five Flags, which is the same thing as a wheelman car with a 604. Oh, that's kind of neat, too. You know what I really kind of... You know, the selfish, the selfish part of me really wants the... Uh, G chassis street stocks <laughs> because we got a Camaro street stock with a locked rear. I want a G chassis car <laughs> just because I'm selfish. <laughs> you know, last week the the race we did at Thompson with the eighty uh, seven Thunderbirds and Mommies was yeah. really not that bad. And you pulled the horsepower out of it. I wish I didn't have a blinding migraine. I would have been able to run. Yo, listen. Well, I'm sorry I missed that race because I totally forgot about it. It was on. It was on the electric night, and um, I was clutching to my guns and my Bible, and I totally forgot that there was a race on. While I was watching, you know, futility at, at its finest. I should probably introduce. So, I should probably introduce the show. Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother Jesse Gleason. Hello. How are you this evening? And with us on the line is our Florida connection, Phil. As you couldn't tell by the music already. This song never gets old. It'd probably go to season two with us. Which I should say, I should say right away. Yeah, we've been BSing about iRacing and junk, but this is probably going to be the last episode, unfortunately, of this. Well, the last main episode of the season. I'm sure we'll do a few here and there. There's going to be news coming out that we can compile and create an episode out of, no matter how old it is. And I'm just certain that, and plus we're going to waste our, uh, not waste, we're going to spend our time this off season like every racer, we're going to spend it on iRacing, and we're going to fire up our league again, and I think that we've already started last week, and we're going to go again tomorrow, or the day that this uh, podcast will drop, it's a Tuesday night league, uh, Phil's pretty much running it this time instead of me, because the last time I ran it, I... Uh, well, I was going to name drop a, a bad promoter there, but I'm just going to say, look, I uh, started with something great and ended up with nothing at the end, so <laughs> and just wasted money. Um, hey, that's how the Winter Heat Series ended up. I mean, it's like how every iRacing league ends up. You usually start off with a bunch of people. You'll get like 20, 30 guys maybe if you're mm-hmm. really good at it at promoting it or whatever and attracting people. And then at the end of it, people just kind of get bored. I don't know why. That's just Maybe it's the fact that it's not real. They can just say, oh, well, it's, you know, well, they've it's, invested it's not nothing into it, you know? Yeah, that's so, the whole thing. They've invested nothing into it. It's not like they have a championship or points or a trophy at the end. You know, it's just kind of like for uh, bragging rights or, you know, just even hanging out. So it's like nothing's making them be there, you know? Yeah, like there's no. Tra- like a championship or anything. That's why I think that's, that's why we lost so many. Variety. Yeah. I think that's why we lost so many racers to our own league last year is because I'm like, I don't want it to be serious. I don't want people to get pissed off. We're not going to have points. We're going to run different types of trucks and car or whatever and tracks and stuff. And I think people either got bored or just said, you know what? It's not serious. I don't, you know, I don't need to show up every week. I can do whatever I want. So it's not a big deal. And then eventually by the end of it, instead of having 
15, 20 guys coming to show up and race, we ended up with three. So it's like, well, this was hardly worth it. So I shut it down. And by then, I but think... why does it have to be serious? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. I think people just need that element of realism. And I think having, they like, have, points it, and incentive keeps them, like, hooked. It's a way that they can invest emotionally to it. I'm not condoning it or anything, but I'm just saying that if they invest in it some some way or shape or form emotionally, if not, like actual money um then it then it's something for them to go every week uh, i'll tell you what it sure is yeah. nice not having to pay diesel fuel because i'm not inv- to try to bring a car somewhere i could just hop on the computer <laughs> and that's exactly my point is that you know i'm not invested emotionally or monetarily to run a championship at thompson or Stafford or wherever so i can go wherever the hell i want when i want and so i'm not going to run a full schedule and so it's the same way that uh, that you have the lack of participation is because they're not invested in, it w- through the end. There's no end game. I think there's a lot to that psychologically because this year I wasn't planning on racing much, if at all. And, I mean, we had a sponsor come on board with Northeast Trucking Off-Road. I mean, Jason and, and those guys just have been with me for a long time and he has no problem flipping me a couple hundred bucks saying here go buy some set of tires go race and i appreciate it a lot by the way you can find them on route 12 and gales ferry they have a nice new shop to go check out for all your off-road trailer and accessory needs and plus they have protective coating so go check them out um i just wanted to give them a little more plug because i didn't do that much this year and yeah year into the season was like an eagles finale tour it yeah. just kept going and going and going. I'm like, I'm not going to race. Oh, look, I have fuel in the truck. I'll go race. Yeah. Oh, look, I have extra days off this week. Wow, that was an aggressive move. Sorry, we're watching the race from Bridgeport, uh, the 50-lapper oh, big geez, block modifieds, and we're watching Jimmy Blewett race a big block modified. Boy, he's aggressive. I'm loving this. Oh, he's getting some traction coming off the cushion right there, and he's giving him the bumper. Oh, he hammered somebody's sparks bumper. coming off the wall <laughs> and everything. Man, you got to check that out, man. I don't know how you can find it if you're not on Flow. But yeah, get Flow Racing if you're a race it. fan. Absolutely. Dirt Vision is really expensive. How far into but the video are you? What's that? How far into it are you? We're, we got 45 to go in our video, so we're like five laps in, I think. Yeah, we're catching up. We're on at it. the eight-minute mark, and he's just wheeling the shit out of it. He's in second, but it is, Third. it's awesome. Oh, second, sorry. It is crazy. Yeah, sparks flying, digging, buddy, digging. Oh yeah, some we were traction coming off the top. I mean, before we went on air, we were talking about iRacing and how they're going to have big block modifieds, and uh, they're working on all sorts of different short track stuff, uh, like oh, super modifieds and uh, sportsman cars and mm-hmm. stuff, and. I, I think I'll probably leave it in where I said that I want the G chassis street stocks, but it's like, you know that iRacing is going to get hit with millions of pounds of hate mail from all the people who race road courses. Like, why are you ignoring us? Well, listen, let me tell you something about the open <laughs> wheel guys, okay? Not even because open wheel. It's just, it's all road course guys, especially Europeans. They're all bitches. Oh, my God. How many more friggin' open wheel divisions can they have in iRacing? Let's have the Renault 2.0. Let's have the Renault 3.5. Let's have this kind of open wheel car. Let's have the uh, the Delara 2011. Let's, Let's have, have three different one. types Let's of antiquated the, Indy uh, cars. USF 3 thousand who gives a <laughs> shit they're all the same no one cares no one watches that shit they're all the same literally they're all the same let it rip god damn i mean i know and it's a regional it's very local and regional and stuff like that but i don't know my, one of my favorite divisions is the sprint car division asphalt sprint 
and uh, the Asphalt Silver Crown. Yeah. Oh, I love those divisions. Those are awesome. But here's the thing. It's like they bitch about not getting enough, uh, like, road courses and stuff, and it's like, okay, think about how much it actually costs to get those scanned for iRacing. Number one, they're probably going to have to fly overseas or go a very, very long distance to get there. Number two, they're trucking all their equipment to scan it, so that's going to cost you more. Number three... The literal length of the track is so huge, it takes them forever to program it and yeah. scan it and photograph it and do all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, you're probably going to get less, but I think, honestly, it's pretty 50-50. So oh, quit bitching. Oh, you're with the guy who blew up? Yeah. Oh, oh there yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> we just caught it, too. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. He's got. He's in the hot seat. Oh yeah, hot yeah, seat yeah, literally. Yeah. Ooh, that is a big fire. Ooh. It's getting worse. <laughs> That's like stop. a. It's like a freaking funny car right there. Man. That's the second one tonight that caught fire. Can you imagine how much it cost iRacing to scan Nurburgring? Oh my God, it must have cost. I couldn't them imagine a ton. Yeah, we're at the ten minute mark of the Bridgeport race, by the way. <laughs> and here's so. the thing, I think the tracks do have to contribute to to. That I don't think it's iRacing taking it on themselves to scan this stuff, right? right? No, the track definitely pays because I heard uh, they wanted to scan the road course at Thompson, and Thompson didn't want to put up the money. I don't know how much it would cost either. I don't know. Fifty thousand dollars. How much? For for the labor, they already own the equipment. They're just down the road. I would That's think true. Thompson would be cheaper. I don't know. We should get. Uh, we should get Kevin Iannarelli on here. We should get him on. That's a great he's, idea. He's a good dude. And yeah. He's fun to watch race on uh, Nima. Is he running Nima still? Or does he? St- I think he got that brand new tour type car too. He's got the brand new tour type. I think it's an LFR. Yeah, um, it's a LFR TFR whatever it is now car. Yeah, one of the Alphabet Soup cars. Right. But um. He, yeah. He was he was fun to watch in the in the NEMA car. I don't remember if it was a NEMA or a NEMA light, but he was fun to watch. Um, he always kind of struggled before in the tour type mods, but I haven't seen any results with the new car. But I'm sure with that new piece, he's gonna be right up front. I know that uh, he his old car was a Spafco, and it's not a dig on anything that Spafco does, but it's I think if you're running one of those cars in a tour type race it's not easy to get correct i know kenny builds a lot of adjustment into those cars and there's a lot to go wrong if you just don't get it right but you you basically have to have kenny in your pit if you're going to get it perfect and um i know a lot of guys just typically go all right well it's just easier for me to go troyer you know lfr and be fast because you can just basically buy the car as a roller and they've already set the thing up it just comes off the scales and here's your notes have fun and you can go yeah. there i think you can go there pretty much any time if you own one and just get it done you know and you don't really have to have somebody with you the whole time i just there's you know it's it's all in chassis guys i mean i like different designs i like parody i like all that stuff so again i'm not saying hey. I'm not saying Spafcos can't be fast. I'm just saying that there's a lot that I don't know what to do if I owned one. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it goes along the same lines too with uh, um, RaceWorks and Too Quick and these kind of other brand of uh, modifieds. They're great cars. They go when you get them set up right. But 
if you own one, you kind of got to eat, sleep, breathe that chassis. I know the Spafcos are really good on short tracks, though. They're really like bullring tracks. They're really good. They're um, really good at Waterford. Have you? There's a there's a whole plethora of chassis manufacturers now. Like you listed a whole bunch of ones off that guys probably don't know about, but there's one called PSR. I have yet to see anybody run. Have you seen those guys yet? I've never heard I of them. I have PSR. not. I've heard of them, but I haven't seen them. Um, They've made components for tour type mods, and I know that they're now manufacturing. Thank you to speak me. <laughs> they're now making their own chassis. So I, I have yet. I know that they're getting orders for them. I just don't know who's buying them. So I'd love to well, see one. In, building chassis too. Who's that? Um, you got Fury. So uh-huh. there's CD, uh, Mike Pocket, Fury. Is he still Troyer. building cars? Huh? Is Mike still building cars? far as i know the last one that they built was ryan's orange chassis that uh, got wrecked at uh i believe that's one that got wrecked at stafford hmm. uh by dana crashateo um <laughs> who are you <laughs> well you don't want to touch that one no i broke alone no because I'm saying it again, i know that no, because right there. well, because someday we, I know that I'm gonna, you know. Well, we went through it. That it was it, it was a big, big, big time, big deal. He had lots of guys mad at him. And he had to run for his life. Well, <laughs> we know? also so, we also well, live totally. in an we also live in an era where I'm still driving cars, and if I do something where it could be considered boneheaded, I know somebody's just gonna copy paste me calling someone else a bonehead, and they'll be like, "Well, you're an idiot too," you know. So I just but I don't, don't want that. Yeah, but here's the difference. You own it. Yeah, that's true. I do. I'm one of the few people who will own a mistake. Make a dumb mistake, you own it. Don't make excuses. Yeah. That's that's my theory on it. Yeah, I agree. Jesse owns it too, but he doesn't make as many as I do. I've never made a mistake ever. Okay, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a racing driver. Racing drivers do not admit wrong, ever. Hey, Jesse, you nope. didn't make a mistake when you and I were battling for fifth one night when you were driving the 25 car and you just overdrove turn one by like 10 car lengths and walled yourself. Uh, uh, Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> no, actually, when, when that, that wasn't his car. Actually, when I when I hit the wall with that, I got put up in the marbles by uh, Corey Hutchins, and uh, I blew the right and the braver tire blew, and I went in the wall there. Oh, that's right. Didn't so, you get hammered in the back bumper? What's that, Brent? Didn't you get hammered by somebody late in the, into that wreck after that? Like the back bumper? Well, after I, well, after I got put in the wall, somebody came in behind me and just. Whammo! Oh, the last car coming by. Yeah, the last car that came by just killed me. So. Yeah, fucking stuffed that one. Yeah, that was a quick car. I liked that thing. I did too. I hopped right in and it made them look stupid. So what the fuck ever, you know? <laughs> I mean, how come it took them so long to win a race in that car? Goddamn! Well, well it took me uh, twice. <laughs> how much white paint was on your left left rear from throwing blocks into three? <laughs> Well, a lot of it was yeah. A lot of it was yeah. White paint there on the on the left side, and then on the right side, uh, I had some uh, orange and black paint. Well, obviously because the same color, but from Corey Hutchins' side, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of it. I could paint a car with it. I think that's how much you had full on white wall. 
you'd have been gone and I'd have been gone. I full on, I full on made that car sixty feet wide. I'm, I'm, I'm not Wait. even gonna like hide it. Is that the race I finished? Corey second? Hutchins was so mad at me too. It was so funny because it's like I knew what he was doing. I knew what he was doing. He was telling me later. <laughs> I heard him say, "It's like, yep, that's right, Corey." Yeah, it wasn't the fastest car, but I damn near beat your ass. <laughs> that, isn't that the that race? One that, time. That one time. That wasn't the race yeah. I finished second, was it? Yeah, it was the race you finished second to me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we finished Gleason Brothers 1 2. High five. Hi. High five. Yeah, that was the race I really goofed up. and I made you guys so mad that you guys wrecked each other. <laughs> I, I freaking. Yep. High five. <laughs> I freaking wheel hopped going into one and knocked Waterman damn near into the wall on accident. And I was like, oh no, he's the guy who gave my brother a ride. Now I look like an asshole. That's okay because the next <laughs> week I was fired. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, I felt oh, so dumb. <laughs> one of the few times I really felt stupid. Anywho, it well, happens. what are we you talking? Learn. You learn. Yeah. I did learn a lot from that. I never did it again. This this train already derailed. Yeah. No, there's not really anything to talk about, so we're just bullshitting. <laughs> uh, we had the Thompson swap meet uh, this past, actually yesterday as of recording, at, well, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and yeah. it was freaking beautiful. It was gorgeous. Oh, my God. It was the warmest day I'd ever been at the flea market. I mean, Could you say it was Florida-like weather? Uh, Maybe. There were no alligators or sinkholes. <laughs> Still never gets old. The, the, the one year that I'm not there for for the flea market, it's actually nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah. It was literally, not even joking, 75 and sunny, which uh, is... That's freaking amazing. I How lost... Was the What's that, Phil? How was the turnout? It was pretty good. It, it was, was probably about three-fifths or th- uh, a little yeah i'd say about three-quarter full maybe yeah it, they said it was more full of vendors on saturday but yeah, every probably. everybody bailed out on sunday i'm like why we were there at like eight o'clock in the morning and there were people like we were there for an hour and a half and people were already loading up and i'm I like was, dude it's 10 30 you're loading up to leave people are just getting here and by 11 o'clock i was out of money from uh buying the boy a bunch of toys and cars and monster trucks and, yeah me too you know <laughs> uh, action figures whatever mm-hmm. stuff so that you know it keeps him from not being gay to yeah. his mom's best effort you know right so. he soaked us for toys i'm like, <laughs> like whatever dude me. <laughs> so brent yeah. I do have one thing I think we should address since we're on the show, and we have three of us, so we have an odd vote. Currently, as of 5 o'clock, the race for tomorrow for our iRacing League is tied for the track. Which tracks are they? Nashville and Five Flags. Fairgrounds Nashville? Yes. And Five Flags? Yes. What did I vote for? You voted for... I already deleted I think it, it was Fairgrounds. You voted for Nashville. I voted for Five Flags. Jesse, did you vote? I didn't vote because I don't know if I'm going to make it or not, so my vote shouldn't count if I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, Your vote still counts. You if, you're a de- if you're a Democrat and you're dead, you could vote for somebody. Okay, 25 votes for uh, Irwindale. <laughs> <laughs> no third parties. What's that? Were those mail-in ballots? Did you find them in someone's trunk? Yeah, they were in. Uh, yeah, they came out of a trunk, out of a cooler, an igloo cooler, not even a Bietti one. 
you know, with well, some styrofoam cooler. Yeah, out of the back <laughs> of an SUV that nobody ever checked in. Up oh, ballots in a cooler. So, which one of the two major parties are you going to vote for here? If you were dead, if I was dead, I would probably vote for Nashville because it's new. Count it, Nashville. All right, Nashville, it is. So <laughs> I now that have means to pay for it. That down. means now I have to buy it, and now I have to spend like eight hours downloading it because my internet sucks a big fat honky dick. Well, do it before so, you go to work, and you'll be fine. Yeah, or you start it tonight. Start now. Started tonight when you what, get back. What cars are are, are going to be racing? Gander trucks. Is that what yes. you said? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You see, I really, really wish. I really wish that I could have made the the eighty seven cup at uh, Thompson. I really did. Yeah. Well, I, I such a bonehead. I forgot about it. I couldn't see it straight. Was so a ton of fun. Oh. Yeah, which sucks because I wanted to race. Too. I really wish I could have made. I I wish I would remember it because. It, it, but the yeah, I was just clutching my guns and my Bible and drinking too much. Those Man. those are our official street stocks moving forward. Okay, cool. That's I'm in. With, yeah, they they got de- removed power, like less power. I made my stock, own. So. I made my own Ricky Rudd uh, uh, motorcraft friggin' paint scheme and shit. Excellent. Well, yep. And Brent, I uploaded that's the it. Funny thing. It only reduced five percent of power, not the seven, not the thirty that I put in there. Oh, really? So when we got out there, they were fast, and they did not turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta try that then. I'm gonna try that on my uh, on my own if I can now. Yeah, I'm gonna drop Lots the right front rear spring brakes. Guns. Lots Everybody's of everybody's <laughs> rear brake rotors were glowing, and the fronts were. Just cool as can be. It was it yeah. a fixed setup. Yes. Yeah, pretty much with every fixed setup, just throw the brakes to the rear and hope for the best. <laughs> what fixed setup did you put in there? Because it was because I practiced it, and it, it was wasn't stock com- baseline. Just baseline. Just stock baseline. Okay, yeah. because when I trust when I test on my own, I'm like okay, so I'm gonna put the Bristol setup in and take some gear out. Nah, it was just baseline. Wow. So baseline. Oh, all right. we were walking around the flea market. Actually, we weren't walking. We were smart. We had electric scooters with trailers attached to them because we were awesome. Boom. And um, I loaded the piss out of that thing, man. And it also, I put a little pack on the front and it held four beers in it. And I was good for at least the whole time we were there. Um, but we were riding around and I got a little bit of scuttlebutt straight from the f- source. And we ran into Chris Garside and um, Doug Curry and uh, their group of guys. And Dougie told me, yeah, we're selling the mini stocks because we're moving up. So expect to see Dougie Curry in a street stock, uh, probably Moose Downton's street stock. Yeah, he's going to run the 39 up at Thompson. Yep. And maybe Waterford if they have time and money. So expect to see Dougie moving up a division. That's going to be exciting. I think he's going to – I told him. I said, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. We'll see how long it lasts because Moose is fat and he can't breathe and he drinks too much. That's why he's way yeah. too much bread. Well, he can't eat bread. He's got a gluten freaking. Yeah, thing everybody's going on. got a gluten allergy. No, no, no. no. He's actually got like Crohn's or whatever. The no, hell that's he's called. full of shit because it's. it's <laughs> it, it be, you see any kids in Africa that got fucking bread allergies? No, I don't know what's going on. No, they would kill for some bread. Hit this button. Stally shot is ate all that shit. That's fair. But anyway, yes, expect to see Doug in a full-size car uh, instead of a 7.8 replica. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, many guys. 
I was the best mini stock racer that ever lived. You got to remember that. I was the best at blowing up. Mm-hmm. That's all. I wasn't the best at driving or winning or anything. I was just the best at blowing up. But I was the best at something. So yeah, there's there's like the only rumor that I got the entire time we were there. So that's all I got going on right now. It's too early in the silly season and off season to really figure out what's going to happen like locally, but we'll see. Moose kind of changes his mind and kind of Indian gives also. Well, we'll see. Like halfway through. But that so is his we'll son-in-law, see. so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But if Dougie ends up selling everything, then maybe he can just buy his own car then, whatever. But Phil, have you heard any Thing. I know you're down in Florida, but you got anything going I on? I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. Um, I don't even. The, well, the only thing I have heard is that Larry Barnett is going to be back full time for the third time in three years since he changed his mind and said he's never coming back. Well, yeah, he, he's never coming back every year. So. so this is the Eagles reunion tour part four, right? Okay. Yes. Final tour. Final okay. tour part four. How about Phil? He's got a white car in the garage, I saw. Yeah, that's uh, my buddy Scott Garrity's. He's a, a former Northern shoe. Uh, he wasn't the guy who jumped on the side of a car and went down the backstretch, was it? Or was that Scott Bronzer? That, that, <laughs> no. Yeah, that was Scott Bronzer. Scott no. Bronzer. I don't know my Scots. <laughs> <laughs> that was Scott Bronzer on Rick Gentis. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Scotty used to race at the park. He raced at Stafford. He raced at Thompson in a super late. He raced at Waterford in a late model. Uh, he had a WCCC sponsorship on his car for quite oh, yeah. a long time. Now I remember. Yeah. Um, Ain't he a mailman, we were, too? Uh, we were running this car at Citrus County Speedway for the High Kick 99 segment race a couple weeks ago. And all the electrical burnt up because a wire grounded out on a bed, on a, a seat bolt. So Oops. I had to rewire the car for him, and we got it fired up late last night. We we're hoping to have it scaled and out of here yesterday because I really don't want it in my garage anymore because I feel like it's slowing my program down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, it's haunted and it brought evil spirits into your house. Well, I mean, it kind of. <laughs> that car, so so far this year, every time it's gone to New Smyrna to race, it's rained. Okay, so it's haunted. Yep. Uh, every time it's gone to New Smyrna to race, it's broken. Haunted. Um, the only race it has finished this year uh, was... Actually, it was Speed Weeks at New Smyrna, the, the first race of the year, and I was spotting for him. So, maybe hmm. I'm the good luck charm. I don't know. Maybe now the thing will go win races. Get Probably some, not. Get some sage and smoke the piss out of that thing. <laughs> get the evil spirits out. Do it's something. Smoke the hell out of it with something else. That's not sage. That's just electrical affluence. That's, that's pretty much. It's already been smoked. <laughs> get some sage and a priest. Bless the thing. That thing, that thing was sitting on the back stretch at Citrus, looking like a barbecue grill. I had an electrical fire once. It was not fun. That is not a pleasant smell. Oh, it stinks. I T-boned somebody in my mini stock. I think it was Trevor Mahalski. Uh, I was coming out of turn four, and everybody wrecked in front of me. And I went high, and I made it through the whole damn thing. And Trevor gets hooked in front of me last second, and I T-boned him in the right side. So I just keep my foot down and drive through him. 
And I'm like, oh, I made it out of that pretty well alive. The hood's not buckled up, and I just kind of bent the front bumper up. All of a sudden, I look ahead of me, and my entire dashboard is on fire, and smoke is everywhere, and I got sparks falling in my lap. I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> so I shut the power off. I shut everything off. I coasted it to a stop, and I bailed the hell out of that thing. Because if, if, like, red hot sparks are falling in your crotch, you want out. I didn't want to take any chances there. Yeah, that's... uh. That's not a fun time for sure. No, I mean, it wasn't a real fire, but it was still... I mean, you got sensitive bits down there, so you got to be, you know, extra careful. Yes. So, I don't think we got anything else local to talk about. I mean, the season's over. The season's been over. The only thing I got was a minor amount of scuttlebutt, obviously. Um, I picked up a few parts at the swap meet. I got a new nose for once. I, I usually just use whatever's hanging around the back of Phil's shop because he buys parts like they're, you know, going out of style, even if he needs them or not. So I just take his leftovers. <laughs> but he's gone, so now i got to buy my own stuff. And I've ripped the piss out of all the noses that I got from him, so they're all stitched together looking like Frankenstein fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're they're used up. I, I actually threw the towel in on a lot of stuff. So I had to buy a new nose. I'm like, fine, I'll do that. I'll probably end up reskinning the car, basically fenders and uh, quarters. I might just hammer the doors out and just send it. I mean, I don't think I really need anything else. The back bumper cover's good. The back bumper is not good. It's been pieced together about 15 times because I get hit in the corners and they bend and I have to push it back out with the port of power and put some ends on it or something. Whatever. Just It's all booger welded together and just layer upon layer of garbage so i'm like you know what it'll just be nicer to just build something fresh and start anew but i got a lot of other stuff i want to do to it and try to make it faster and luckily i got a whole lot of time to do that because the off season's here and it's probably going to be at least five months until we go green at the icebreaker and yeah i'll probably be back full time at at, uh, thompson but i hope they get the tire situation figured out and hopefully they get the rules package out too um I know some tracks are releasing their schedules relatively soon. I think Seekonk might be releasing theirs soon. Stafford might be releasing theirs soon. I think Stafford's actually going to release it this week. I think it's on Wednesday. So I'll be interested to see what's on that. Keep your eyes posted to that because, like I said, this is probably going to be our last regular episode until we compile notes to put together another episode. Um, But, hey, I think 47 weeks straight of racing talk is not too bad, especially for the first season. Made the most out of it in current year. 47 weeks of racing. I mean, I think I did better than most podcasts. I mean, there's podcasts out there with guys who have a little bigger name than me, but they only put out like four or five shows this year, and they get more ratings than me. So I guess it's all in who you are. So (laughs) whatever. No, well, not, us, us going off the air for a little while will help uh, Stafford Speedway out with their numbers. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> their, their season two is uh, of their podcast is starting up. So, oh yeah, gonna... they do that in the off season. Yeah, you know, I I want to put this out there to our listeners, however few of you there are. Um, I appreciate you, all of you, and uh, I. I you know, it, I'm not doing this for money, obviously. There's no ads on here because we don't have enough listens to get advertisements. But if there were any, I would do it. Um, but no, I, I wanted to do this because I just wanted to get together with people and just BS about racing. And Only Joe Rogan does it for the money, and that's it. And he makes a lot of it. 
<laughs> well, a lot of these podcasts, if you see, if you hear an advertisement on a podcast, that means they're making money and pretty decent money. Um, but I do it because it's like there's plenty of other local podcasts. Every, I swear to God, everybody has one about every single topic, about anything ever created. I mean, I did this because I wanted to kind of give the little guys a voice too. The names you don't normally hear. The people you don't usually hear about when you're at the track or off the track. I mean, you see different podcasts and stuff with uh, guys who put big name drivers, tour drivers, cup drivers, Xfinity truck, you know, modifieds, late mod, any big, you know, regional race. First. What's that? Oh, first. Oh, okay. I I I liked Phil's post first about the racing <laughs> league first. First. But first. I, I did this kind of for the little guys, and I think uh, who's the most popular person we had on this show? Is it Ray Christian the Third? Probably no, no, definitely not. Was he the biggest name, or no, was it Patrick? No, 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 no. It was Nicola Rose. Oh, right. Yeah, she has way, way more followers than Ray, Ray, Nick, uh, Patrick Thomas, Patrick Thomas, <laughs> Glenn Thomas. No relation. Uh, Doug Curry, any like I, any of our guests combined. Like I said, I've done this, and I've tried to do it to bring awareness to all the little guys. You know what I mean? And I wanted to try to get people to have a household name, like you know, all the all the the sh- lower division guys. And if it's really really difficult to concentrate because my kid is peeing in the next room and he left the door open. Damn, he's son, like Homer Simpson. You find this? <laughs> that's a freaking fire hose, man. That's that's Jesus definitely, Christ. That's definitely on his mom's side. Damn. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I hope I did that. I hope I brought recognition and some worthy um, attention to all the local guys. Like whenever we would go through results, we would talk about the little guys. We'd talk about the minis. We'd talk about sportsmen's. We'd throw names out there. We'd talk about their history. We'd say, you know, we would give backgrounds and stories. And I just really think that uh, I think we kind of accomplished that. Now, obviously, when we come back next year, we're going to have some more fun stuff planned if we come back next year. But I think I will. I have all the equipment. I might as well use it. And it's fun to talk racing with friends and family and stuff. So I figure... We'll do things like maybe we'll put segments in that are a little more fun in games and, you know, maybe have a few more laughs than just me sitting here droning on endlessly with a monotone voice. <laughs> and have maybe a better time, you know, maybe bring bring the entertainment back to it. Maybe we could actually attract more people to this. But again, I'm not going to stray away from having the small guy on, you know. Any you can there's so many different local podcasts like I said that have the bigger names. Why don't we just have our own wheelhouse? You know. So anyway, what were we talking about? I kind of went off on a tangent of. Well, we were talking about the little guy and the small guy, and how we're going to be coming back next year. And I'm uh, pretty sure I knew all that, but and ahead. then we have a segue. This this perfectly segues into like, you know, now that everything's all said and done, uh, we got to talk about. Uh, the driver of the year and the national, the national uh, news. Before too. I before I get into that, or before we get into that, I just wanted to say, this is our last regular show of the year. Like I've mentioned, Dad is off the wagon, so <laughs> Dad actually has beers in here. So I also, while we're on the subject, right before we go into that, 
I will say, yes, um, speaking of a former guest, Nicola Rose, apparently she has the COVID. <laughs> and um, Why is that funny? That's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's not that serious. I mean, people keep getting it, and it's like, it, I've mentioned it on the show before. It's like everybody was so worried back when it first started. Everyone's like, oh, my God. You know, you have it? Oh, my God, I hope you're okay. Now it's just like, well, you know, you're going to be kind of shitty feeling for two days. You'll be all right. Hey, have you heard anything about the COVID on the news since uh, the election? Uh, oh, they had a vaccine that's getting pretty um, good oh, attention. Oh, shocker. Now all of a sudden they're going to be positive about things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's Now I we think should all be friends because we got what we wanted. We're, we're going to turn the corner now. We're going to turn the corner Fuck now. Fuck you, people. Instantly. What do I do, Lord? Destroy the child. Corrupt them all. This is their plan, people. These are demons. Sorry, I was looking around for my kid because usually we play that when he's around, but he's not in here right yeah. so. But again, like I said, we were... Uh, it's... Again... When you're when you're talking about oh all these sports uh, figures got it and then it's like oh well they were out for two days and they're good now and then you hear stories about like your friends getting it and it's like oh yeah they were down and out for like two days and, and they didn't even, and Trump. they didn't even feel bad and they're like oh yeah I had it apparently it said it on the test that I was positive whatever I didn't even know and it's President like, well, <laughs> President on. Trump a seventy plus year old man who lives off of McDonald's lives off of McDonald's and hot dogs and shit and then. Fat ass Chris Christie being like two and, and a half, three days. If Chris Christie can be at it, just he lives the thing. He lives <laughs> off of cholesterol and in whatever. You know so. that motherfucker doesn't walk or exercise. I mean, come on, end it. Or we've already proved it's fine. If he just can do, if it. he can do it, anybody can. Besides the elderly. So no, I'm not really worried about Nicole. Sorry, you got you know COVID because you go everywhere. Yeah, we hope nobody dies. And well, we're sure no one dies. You're not gonna die. No one. I hope she's me. fine. She'll, she'll be fine. Sorry, Ernie, if you got COVID. It's your daughter's fault. Too harsh? I have crippling depression. <laughs> uh, Phil, how is it down there with COVID? You're in Florida, which is still America. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, COVID doesn't exist in Florida? Because I haven't heard anything on the news about it. Or anything that still existed here. I don't hear anything about Florida. And you guys have been open for like two months, haven't you? Two months, there's no outbreaks, the numbers are going down. How's your hospitals? Are they okay? Herd immunity. Uh, How's your hospitals? Are they overrun completely like everybody wants to think they're going to happen? Empty parking lots. Yeah, that's what I thought. So do you need a roommate? Asking I mean, for a friend. I got a spare room. Jesse's going to throw all his shit in big blue and drive uh, down there. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Must like race cars. Oh, well, check. Check. <laughs> Done. No homo. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> do people still do that? <laughs> Probably not. It's cancel culture. Can't say that. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> COVID doesn't exist in Florida, and Nicola Rose has it, which means she's going to be totally fine. No, we and hopefully have... Ernie doesn't get it, because I like him. And and no one else either. Julie. No. And, no, I hope uh, nobody else gets it. You know, Dave. It would, be, it would be bad None for of them, them to be sick for a day. None of them. Um, so I we got to say something about Nicole having it, but she might block me on Twitter again. Again? I thought it just never came off. No, she because she unblocked me. You are a disgusting fat body. Yep, <laughs> that's why you're blocked, bitch. 
wow, they are beating the piss out of each other in this race. So, oh, it's over for me. Oh, we're still watching. We had it shut off on us. We're, we got 21 to go. We had to restart. Oh, it's over. The yeah. seven car one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So, Oh, the seven car is in 31st for us. Yeah. He's 17 laps down. <laughs> oh, wait. There's another seven. <laughs> the seven M&M. Yeah. Oh, Marshall yeah. Mathers one. Okay. Dirt cool. racing. Right. They yeah, got yeah. four cars with the same damn well, number. Neither one, none of these guys are going to make driver of the year anyway. You're, so. you're the only area up there that I've ever been to where you have to have this a single number on the track and you can't have like four fours or four fives. Oh, it's if very regional. Four, yeah. Yeah. They're like no duplicate numbers, no duplicate yeah. numbers. You have to have no letters, no nothing. You have to you come up with the no three numbers, no letters. Yeah. Nothing. You can't have it. Anything. It was like six, five cars the other night at uh, citrus County. I'm like, which one's fucking which they don't care. They're all electronically scored, right? They got their name attached to it. So whatever. They figured it out, right? They figured out COVID. I mean, I guess they did. <laughs> All right, you want to go into Christ. driver of the year, Jess? Well, we got to do national news. All right, let's do that. All right, don't so we? we don't have much, but we can go. Oh, how did Keith Rocco do in the Yarkas first? Uh, I think he got a top 10. I don't know exactly where he finished. Yeah, but he did get a top ten, and it wasn't like twelve cars in the field like there usually is in an ARCA East or West or race. Yeah, this is the race. ARCA race at Phoenix that also was on the big finale weekend. Or there were twenty-seven cars, I think, which is a pretty good number for ARCA nowadays. Yeah, they combined a lot of the East-West guys you know, and whatnot. Back when it was ARCA, well, this was an ARCA West race, but back when ARCA was actually ARCA, you know, in the nineties when they used to get fifty cars every race mm-hmm. because they were all just hand-me-down cup cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever doesn't yeah. happen anymore but no i think he finished in the top 10 probably 10th um i know he went a lap yeah, down yeah. early because um those cars have, there's so much speed differential like the leaders were just light years faster and there was a guy i swear to god he was driving around with a parachute like mm-hmm. it, it was so much difference in speed and i know keith never raced there and probably has never run one of these types of cars so for him to finish in the top 10 out of 28 cars never having done it anywhere around there it's pretty damn good so i i applaud those guys good effort i mean that's a hell of a job and i know he's not a big eye racer either so i don't think he had a lot of practice i'm pretty sure he's not a big eye racer i haven't seen him on eye racing a whole lot hmm. ever since we we raced one time with him in the stafford crash fest series and, i think he uh, bailed out of that after one event one or two events he he made it I think he was just like, nah, this is stupid. If I want to get wrecked, I'll just go race somewhere else. But um, If I want to get wrecked, I'll go race at Waterford. Right. But he didn't really do that too much. But um, So the only real news that we got hanging around is like the national championship news. or uh, two. I think we got two local stuff. But we got news from the Cars Tour, which is down south, mid-Atlantic stuff. Um, big super late model tour. Uh, but they got... Their 2021 schedule got released, and the first race that's listed on their season is at Rockingham. Which is like, wait a minute. Yeah, that put my ears up immediately. Rockingham? Wait, what's Rockingham? this track about? Where, where did Rockingham come from? Talk about a speedway that has had uh-huh. so much hope of being rescued and only to have it squashed. Like, Rockingham teeters on the brink of disaster pretty much yearly. 
<laughs> well, no one even knows like who owns Rockingham anymore. I, I don't think, even know. I think Andy Hillenberg sold it, and that was the last I knew of Andy it. Andy sold it like a decade ago. <laughs> That's what I mean. And 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 now they come out and say it's going to be a Rockingham. Like, well, wait, back the stop the clock here. You know, uh, what's going on with Rockingham? So uh, more details are going to have to come out, and, and more investigation I mean, is going to be required to see what's going on with that. I mean, obviously, that's a bigger story than I think. Than the Cars tour is like, where's Rockingham? The, it's coming back. That's like one of my favorite racetracks I've ever been to. Well, the infrastructure is all still there, from what I could tell, I because it all got worked place. on by the last people who owned it, and I don't know if they still own it or not. But I went to two uh, of the the old Frank Kimmel Street Stock races. I actually drove down from Connecticut to go watch the Street Stock Nationals at Rockingham. Which probably was fucking amazing. It was one of the, it was two of the most amazing races I've ever seen. It was like two hundred laps, and they had like, you know, there was no stage races. There's no, there's maybe a halfway stop and whatnot. Yeah, because they're uh, street stops. I think Kurt Busch was in the race, but Chuck Barnes and Brett Hudson put on a hell of a show. Which they're gonna do anyway. Oh my if you... god, that was the old man too. That was the old man, Chuck Barnes. Well, he could still wheel. I mean, give Chuck oh, some man. credit. You and, know, and they and it just came down to the wire like both times. It was just a, two amazing shows, and Rockingham facility was so cool. And even like we saw old old Cup star uh, Jerry Nadu was down there watching it for some reason. I don't know why, but he you was didn't like have anything the, else to watch. He was he was like the nicest guy in the world. We talked to him. He's shot a Connecticut the shit. native. Yeah, isn't we he? shot the shit with him for a while. Yeah, he's Connecticut native. You know, Rockingham is amazing. I, that's a track that I really wish would come back. Yeah, you want to talk about street stocks and who does them right? The Mid Atlantic area, they do it right. CRA the C- guys, whole CRA mama. street stocks are monsters and if you want a more affordable division that's still just as awesome the mass m-a-s-s mid-atlantic street stocks ron barfield and all those guys they do a killer show and it's affordable it's amazing but their communication sucks yeah it does but i mean you got to have one thing bad with it you know (laughs) you can't have everything perfect nowadays it just kind of just like goes together through osmosis but it's but they are two of the kindest you know most uh, welcoming people you've ever met, and their staff is fantastic. Yeah, I want to make it down for a uh, race at Dillon someday. Um, there's also rumors abounding that there's an unknown race that's not listed in May on the Cars Tour, and there might be a chance that it's going to be held at North Wilkesboro. Phil, do you have any idea on that one? Comment. I keep I keep hearing that there's like an investor group involved with Bob Dillner. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but it's been floated a number of times over the past probably six to eight months that he's been trying to do something to bring that track back. So be interesting to see. Now, is this the same investor group that's dealing with Gresham? I don't know. It may be. We're going to have to look into this. I should shoot Bob a message, but he probably won't disclose anything. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and the Cars Tour is the, um, notably what the Cars Tour is, is for uh, Josh Berry. It's the Josh Berry the, series. Uh, D- yes, yeah, the Josh Berry <laughs> series of the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. racing Brent explained because I can't Well, that's a pretty stacked super late model series. I wish I had more names than just Josh. But there's a lot of really good talent floating around in there. 
And uh, I believe they also have a streaming service, and it might even be free. I don't even know. But you can watch Cars Tour online and uh, definitely look that up. Online where? Like speed might be CarsTour.tv or something like that. Oh, they have their sure. own TV. Oh, no shit. They, oh. they might. Um, you, if you Google search Cars Tour streaming, you could probably find it. Um, or go to their website and check it out. I didn't do any research for this. I'm just kind of going off the cuff here, so All just right. kind of bear with me. But I do know that they do have a streaming service because Dale Jr. was talking about it because he would flip that on and watch his car run. This so. is yeah. This is the last show. We're off the wagon tonight. Yeah. Alcohol is a way of alcohol is my way of life, and I aim to keep it. Sorry for the crackling. My phone does that. I'm the time sober time. one tonight, which is scary. Well, I'm off for four days. I took a long weekend for Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> I took one day off, and I get four days off, so it's sweet. <laughs> so they had the North South Shootout this weekend as well, which I'm glad they had. Uh, from what I heard, Max McLaughlin won the tour type uh, section of the North South Shootout, his first asphalt modified win, and he was driving for Gary Putnam. That's right. Um, but I'd also heard that it might have come with a little controversy. Uh oh. Phil, did you hear anything about this, or am I just kind of flying by the seat of my pants on this one again? I, I haven't heard a thing. Honestly, I was so busy this weekend. Uh, I was all over the fucking place. So yeah, I you were. Pretty much shoulder deep, putting that car together. So, well, what kind of that controversy car, are we talking about? Daytona on Saturday for the oh, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a weekend. I I had about three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> so, from what I'd heard, <laughs> from what I heard, Max got into Money Matt Hirschman and uh, somebody else. I the name escapes me and might have walled both of them and went on to win. Um, don't quote me on that. But, again, I'm not trying to get involved in rumor spreading. I'm just saying, hey, Max won. I think the kid's a hell of a shoe, but it might have come at someone else's expense. So just kind of keep that under your hat. So might have happened. <laughs> Mario Kart. So national stuff. That's all we got. We had going on. It was championship weekend for NASCAR's top three series. At Phoenix of all places. Yeah, at the worst racetrack imaginable. Well, yeah. it's not a bad racetrack but they really kind of instead of being a one groove racetrack on the bottom, they put the PJ1 down and made it a one groove racetrack at the top. It's par for the wisdom. course. It's par for the course at NASCAR. They always think that they know better to do, to make racing better and they do. Uh, look at back in, PJ... hist- look back in history. They did it with progressive banking to all the racetracks and all they did with that was move the groove from the bottom to the top right and then all of a sudden they just shaved it all down they're like oops we screwed up and then it moved the groove back down the racetrack and then they're like oh we hate this so they applied pj1 to the top of the racetrack and guess what it did the same damn thing it moved the groove up again it's like well can you just leave it alone pj1 is the new progressive ranking is the new uh, (laughs) restrictor plate it's so lame like it's so lame i can't stand it yeah plus don't even get me started on Phoenix, okay? The track was perfectly fine as it was. Pit entrance was over in turn four. The long-ass straightaway was main straight with the checkered flag right in the middle. And all the grandstands were there. But no, apparently somebody... Oh, they took the grass out, too. Somebody got their crack habit together. And they decided that they should take everything and move it over there into turn one right before the dog leg and say, no, we're going to move all the grandstands, towers, and suites over here and put start-finish over here. So now you've got pit entrance over in what is now turn two 
instead of turn four. And when the pace car lets them go, they have to sit and crawl all the way down this long ass straightaway. And then they go when they're in the middle of the turn. And it's not making the racing any better. It just changed where they go. It doesn't change anything. Like, it's still the same freaking racetrack. Like, and why do they even allow them to drive into the damn infield on the backstretch? It's like, why even have lines painted on the track? Well, they should just put grass there. Phil, yeah, they used to. A comment? I preferred that track when it was dangerous and killed people. When they had the big pit opening in the back. <laughs> Fine, let them go. You know, let, fuck it. <laughs> I, I have long said this, and I may be off base, who knows. But... To me, a track is an inanimate object. It's only affected by the weather. The car, if the, if the car goes to a racetrack and it sucks, no matter what the temperature is, no matter what time of fucking year it is, it's not the racetrack. It's the fucking car. However, I agree they with did. Them. They, they had the right package on this car. I will say that. They had the short spoiler. They had more horsepower. I think that's the correct package. However... When you put PJ1 down and move the groove from the bottom to the top, it makes the racing boring. Leave the groove on the bottom, make these people run into each other and root each other out of the way. It makes for more exciting racing. Well, I hate when you root people out of the way. That's fucking dumb. Well, yeah, me too. But I'm thinking from NASCAR executive standpoint here because they don't care about what happens. Why they bother just having a low downforce package if you're just going to put PJ1 down? Yeah, it just you adding know? you're adding as much grip as that rear spoiler used to. So what's the point? <laughs> so what's the fucking <laughs> point, man? Uh, yeah, that, I think that's my point. Is they're just trying to fix the wrong thing. I agree with Phil 120. I, I can't wait until these Gen Six abominations are gone. When are they going to be? Uh, 2022. I when think. When are they, they going to be 22. gone? 2022. Yeah, they had to push it back a so year. So we got to push it back a year. Huh? Well, whatever. It's not like I'm not going to watch or well, anything. I'm still going to watch. For I mean, shit. For next year, they're yeah. still going to implement the lower downforce package on more tracks yeah especially the ones that are super boring with this package they're I mean, trying to open it up a little bit i mean this is such a non-year anyway you know with with what's everything has gone on and yeah you know everything except for politics is just a non-year it doesn't all the way run. down to the champion mm. you know yeah. so the truck series race um i thought it was pretty interesting was obviously quite it was quite a race holy I mean, shit I mean, I feel I feel bad for Brett Moffitt. He led 70-plus laps. I think it was 78. He had a multi-second lead. Oh, my God. And some backmarker freaking loops their shit because they suck because they're a backmarker. And they bring out a late yellow. And it's like, green, at that white point, <laughs> green, white, checker, overtime, whatever it's going to be. But he, he's, you know he's going to be a sitting duck no matter what happens because it happens every time there's a late restart like that. The leader will always get screwed. So they, I don't remember who pit, but maybe most of them pit. I know, I know Sheldon Creed definitely pit, and he had to come from ninth. Yep, there's a visit from my cat, one of them. But there's a, he had to come from ninth on the final restart, and he drove like an absolute madman. And he picked up the win and the championship, which was, you know, Sheldon's an aggressive driver anyway, but he needed to be aggressive. But you know what? You could see how much he grew, even with being aggressive, in that final restart because he didn't wreck the thing. And he, he didn't even hit anybody. He didn't hit nobody. There was The whole truck was clean, and he just, he just made moves, and he had the new tires on there. 
What a hell of a call. Who the hell was this crew chief? Oh, I forgot. Uh, something McCall or something. I don't know. Maybe Matt McCall. I think so. Was yeah. it Matt McCall? Okay. I but, think so, but he's the one. Whoever it is, the crew chief is the one who really won the championship. But, you know, Sheldon put it put it on the bottom and just stuck there. He just, and, yeah, just stuffed the gas I down couldn't, and just kept it off he the came, wall. He did come out of nowhere. I mean, he did win Sheldon, the most wins, but he went out of nowhere. Sheldon reminds me of Kevin Harvick when he came in. A little over-aggressive, how, but had how to grow you, into how, it. And how does uh, – could you elaborate your statement on that? Over-aggressive, but very fast. And once he figured it out, it's lights out. The kid has won how many races this year, and he never I won think, a thing before? I think Sheldon four. Creed has won five wins this year. Oh, five. Shit. Yeah. So he fi- it finally clicked. And he I raced with him on iRacing once in a while. He's a ton of fun to race with. So something that played out to the same effect was the Xfinity Series race. Mm-hmm. And another late race yellow. However... Um, Austin, Austin Sindrick dominates this race, right? So the late race yellow comes out with three to go again. And Sindrick says, you know what? Screw it. We're going on offense. Well, his pit does. He probably agreed. He's like, no. He's leading me, the race at this Put point. me on offense. Yeah, he's leading the thing. Yep. Allgaier was – he put on fresh tires before that, but they played their hand a little early, hoping for no yellow, and it didn't work out. And then – he had no tires at the end, but Sindrick did, and a bunch of other guys did. Mm-hmm. And so they pit, but Sindrick comes out basically almost in the same spot. I mean, he came out in third. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was not far off anyway. And Green White Checker, I think Allgaier managed to hold on for almost a lap, but once the tires got hot, yeah. they showed their age and their heat cycle, and Sindrick just drove by him, yeah, and that- then. That truck race, boy, that had a lot to play with the later divisions. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And yeah. then I think Sindrick got by um, Nine Car. Uh, Noah yeah. Gregson. No Sorry, Gregson. name slipped my mind for a yeah. minute. I had to get the right Nine Car there. Um, gets by Noah Gregson in the last corner. I'm like, well, I didn't think he was going to actually try for the win, but he did, especially against Allgaier's teammate. They both had fresh tires, but... He got by Gregson with like relative ease. It was almost like too easy for him to get by him. Yeah, it's like wow, that was interesting. A little contact in between. You know, yeah, there was a little, but it wasn't too bad. And these cars have those. I would call just racing. It was racing. It was just a little side by side. You know, the room got tight, and it it got it it got tight, but it was it was fair. I mean, these cars have those those uh, plastic or whatever bodies on them. And they bounce back, so they don't really cut tires, which is nice. They can race. It doesn't hurt anything. Um, but, yeah, Sindrick goes on to win. He wins the title. Um, just another strong, strong drive from another driver on offense from a late-race restart with fresh tires. And it was it was entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know if Austin was really my pick to win that. I was kind of hoping for Justin, but, again, it sometimes just doesn't fall your way, and and maybe you're just not good enough in that particular race, but that's just happened. So um, kudos to those guys to get that job done. So I, I still struggle with the playoff format, but I will never, I will never like the playoff format. I don't care what they I do. I struggle with it too. I mean, there's, there's times because when you want the best guy to win it throughout the whole year and with the playoffs, it never happens. 
Well, sometimes it does happen. Uh, Brad Keselowski did it. Uh, Brad, yeah, and Martin Truex did it last year. I think year. Kevin Harvick did guy. it. Yeah. You know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But you know, I'm, you know what I struggle with even more though is they award a regular season champion. Right. Why doesn't he get a free pass to Homestead? Oh, uh, who knows? That's a great question. Oh, they're like, oh, well, you still got a race. And it's like, they give good reasons for it otherwise. And I'm like, why not just fucking take the playoffs away and make the points organic? It's like, why, why, yeah. <laughs> just who cares? What I think, what I think Phil's saying is like in hockey, in hockey, it's like, why not make like the president's trophy winner, you know, go right to Homestead? Fuck it. <laughs> go straight to the Stanley Cup. Straight to the Stanley Cup. Straight to the finals. Fuck it. That's their excuse is that they're like, well, you know, when, when the number one team enters the playoffs, they still got to play. And it's like, well, that's true. Well, yeah, but they always get a first round bye. Yeah, anyway. and that's all you get. That's all you get is a first round bye. Yeah. So, that, I mean, they could give them a first round bye like everybody else, but it's like, why can't racing just be its own entity? They don't have to put playoffs like everyone else. Like, come on, be your own thing. You did it for, you know, 50 60 damn years anyway so that moved us on to the sunday race which uh cup race um i'll be fair and say this was definitely not the exciting race that i was hoping it would be um it was interesting towards the middle because brad keselowski and chase elliott were really racing each other hard and i enjoyed that for the 10 laps that that happened (laughs) otherwise it was well, all Chase all, Elliott ran Joey Logano hard, which made a lot of people happy. That was nice, too. I mean, he I did, did see a little, like I said, it was about 10 to 15 laps of hard racing through the whole race, and that was about yeah, it. Yeah, he gave he gave Joey the uh, what would Joey do. Yeah, and race hard. move him out of the way. Yeah, he did. Which is fair. It's fair is fair. Yeah, that is fair. And I kind of liked it coming from Chase because people have always uh, accused him of being, well, no other word for it, being a pussy. Pretty much. and But he wasn't a pussy. Now, remember, here at the start, Chase Elliott had to start from the tail. And he had to race his way into the championship four by winning at Martinsville, the last race of the playoffs before the final race. Mm-hmm. He had to start at the tail of the field because they failed pre-race inspection twice. Uh, which, actually, if you listen to the explanation on that from his crew chief and from, uh, um, uh, what's the media guy? Bob Pockris. Bob Pockris. Yeah, they they explained it pretty well. Hypocris. But apparently, 23 cars failed inspection their first time through. Holy shit. So, um, like I said, Brad Keselowski matched him on speed all day, but poor pit stops cost him really badly. I mean, his pit crew couldn't get him off the pit road to save their life. I'm not going to put their loss on him completely, or on them completely, but to be honest, actually I will. Because Brad had the only car in the field that could match Chase Elliott on speed, and he showed it all day long, and he would lose three, four spots on pit road every time. And the last pit stop, they lost him five seconds on track. Five. Or six. I don't even remember. But they lost him that race. He he made up time at the end. He was within three seconds. But he couldn't catch him, obviously. And Chase Elliott, yeah, he came from the back was strong all day led the most laps probably and absolutely dominated he won won the championship i was actually quite happy to see it um it's it, yeah it, it was kind of funny because he was over the radio he mentioned that 
with like five to go, he was saying something like, uh, "Waiting on the yellow, waiting on the yellow," <laughs> just like all the other two races. With uh, waiting on that last yellow to throw a real monkey wrench into it. But yep, hey, kudos to NASCAR for not forcing a stupid yellow, making it completely obvious, letting shit happen organic. I guess props to them for that. Thankfully, are well, you crazy. What are you going to do with the most popular driver? Throw a yellow. There could be somebody on fire running down the backstretch like Ricky Bobby. They would probably still leave it green. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tom Cruise. Help me, Tom Cruise. Save me over from baby Jesus. We needed that soundboard. We didn't have that one. No, I don't don't like that movie. Oh, man. Why do you need him? So anyway, I think we're all done here for this week. Actually, no, we're, we're all no, we're all done. We are. We're done. all done with national news for this week. We 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 are not done for national. We are done. We need international news. Jesse has that last word. We have to get this in. I forgot about that. Yes, Formula this. One. No. <laughs> Boo! Get the producer Boo! out of here. Boo! Get out. Boo. All right. So, Jesse. Anyway, go. We need it. the most coveted award in all of motorsports. Yes, I forgot about we this completely. We need to have a final vote. We need to have the the most coveted award in all of motorsports is the Making Laps Podcast Driver of the Year Award. Ooh. And I'll be making the um, uh, nominations. Boy, what do you want, boy? Uh, can you find the Sonic sound? Yeah, we'll find it in a minute. Go with this first. We're going to finish this first. We're going to do the drive of the year first. Because this is very important. We have Because to this, this is the most important uh, award or of everything. So anyway, starting off, Phil, grab your pen and paper because your vote really matters on this. It's an opinion that I really care about. Um, first of all, first uh, the first nominee, Sheldon Cree in a very tough truck division. Winning five wins with nine top fives, 13 top tens. Champion won a bunch of those races in the, in the, uh, after, uh, in the, um, playoffs. Um, we have, uh, Scott Dixon of IndyCar winning his sixth title at the age of 39. Okay. He's, he's 39. I thought he was older than that. No, oh, 39. Six titles. Dang. Yeah. With four wins and 14 starts, he had nine top fives. Hmm. He was an absolute monster. He still is an absolute monster. We have the champ Austin Sindrick in the Xfinity series with six wins, 19 top fives, and 20, yeah, 26 top, uh, top tens or something. It's pretty consistent. Yeah. And then there's Chase Briscoe with nine wins. 16 top fives, 22 top tens. Which is amazing. Unbelievable. Um, we'll move on to um, something that you like uh, with, with uh, you know, being a soccer fan that you are, Brent. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, Lewis Hamilton. They're not even done yet. Yeah. <laughs> they still have like four races left. You still have four races, but it's pretty much all locked up. Um, Though they already, they, yeah, Mercedes already locked up the manufacturer title. I mean, in 13 starts, Lewis Hamilton's had nine wins, 11 podiums. He's got the most F1 wins ever. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's Formula One. I don't it, it, care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Jesse doesn't care. I don't give a shit about Formula One. <laughs> um, he has a many videos. <laughs> it is, bud. Um, and we have uh, Chase Elliott. 
which is the champ with five wins. He had two in the regular season, but he had three in the playoffs. 15 top fives. That's a lot. 22 top tens. You have Kevin Harvick, though. I'm mm. sorry. Kevin Harvick with nine wins, 20 top fives. And the best average finish. 27 top tens. As opposed, you know, Dan Hamlin was right there, but he didn't get it done to end with seven wins, 18 top fives, and 21 top tens. Right. That's a championship season. Right. You know? So, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's Kyle Larson, isn't it? What, uh, no. What? Who? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Did I pick throw the winner? That, throw them all out of the window. It's uh, the driver of the year for uh, 2020. I did. I just threw it. He'll pick it up later. Don't worry, boy. Yeah, the so driver the of the year. The 2020 Making Laps Podcast Driver of the Year. Sorry, Phil. You, I, I know you're, I did value your opinion, but you know what? You don't even get to speak on this one. I'm sure you agree with <laughs> me, too. It's Kyle Larson with you know 40 wins in his in his last 80 starts in dirt. That's coming, a 50% coming. winning percentage with silver crowns, midgets, uh, sprint cars, dirt outlaws, late, late dirt models. late miles. I mean, just forget it. Congratulations to Kyle Larson. Appreciate and, and it. And we welcome done. you to the Richard Hendrick Cup uh, number five car. Phil, comment? No, I, I agree. Uh, he was, I was actually shocked you hadn't said him, so I'm, I'm glad that's who it ended up being in the end. All right, and that's award is all done for this year, so we'll see who wins it next year. Yep, that's it. So, <laughs> I don't even think Jesse had him on the list, and I was just like, "It's Kyle Larson." That's it. It's, you know? yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why bother? <laughs> Screw my prepared notes. We're going straight to Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So again, this is probably going to be our last regular show for this year. Thank you, everybody who has stuck by us all year long, and listened to our drivel. And and I I promise you, we are going to try to make this show a lot better. We have a lot of ideas. We have the equipment. We we're have getting the our voice. I swear, we're getting our voice now. We're starting to figure it out. I really do. I mean, I know the boy's here, and he's helping us out, and um, as a producer, and we got Phil still calling in from Florida, which I appreciate. And uh, Thank God for my that. brother makes the trip over here every week to come and film. He takes time out of his day to do it. And stop, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> anyway. Um, you can find this show on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. If you need a little helping hand with your playing uh, platforms, then you can head on over to GleasonBrosRacing.com, which I still refuse to update because I'm lazy. Um, well, this is a non year. So right, this is not really a year. so It's a practice year, right, Roger? Yeah, it's a practice year. Yeah. So, again, you can find. Phil at P Jakes Racing, P J A C Q U E S Racing, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Jesse lives under a rock. He doesn't want you to find him, so f. Don't off. touch me. Come away from me. That's my stop. Don't come near my house. You can find me at Brent Gleason. Get off 01. my lawn. You can find me at Brent Gleason zero one on Instagram and Twitter. We were talking before the show. It's like, dude, don't don't friend me on Facebook if you don't know me. Seriously, I don't use my Facebook that way. I'm not an attention. Holder. I'll be your friend. Jesse doesn't belong in a rock. Yeah, I know that, but... So... Kill that music. You 
Right, as much as I love the Terminator, we gotta kill the music. No way, it's a Grand Theft Auto Kid Mode that Jesse has today. That <laughs> that's I a that's it. a trip. Grand Theft Auto Kid Mode, that's a trip. If you want to have clean, wholesome family fun with something that shouldn't be, that's a trip. Now <laughs> that's I a trip. have to end this podcast. Yep, and you know what? This is gonna be the first time that I do this all year long, and probably the last time. I'm gonna end the show with a song just so people can listen to it but I think it pertains to our show pretty well Raji how do we close this thing uh, keep the day side down and stay on the fence thanks for listening This just in, this just in, Ryan Priest is going to be expected to renew contract to the 37 next year at Bird's Horses. Yeah, that's, that was the second, that was plan B for us, I think. Where did you see that? I just saw it on Facebook. Uh, huh. Adam Stern or something. Bonsa uh, tweeted it, but it's uh, Adam Stern. Oh, I see that. He's hey, good, that's good for him. He's a good Catholic boy. Um, yeah. Well, it was either that or he was going to go to Xfinity. So, I, you know, it was we were going on plan A, but apparently that's plan B. So, well, that was our plan B, but that was probably his plan A. Let's be fair. Hey, we'll drink to that. We'll hey. drink to anything. I'll so, finish yay. my beer. I'll, I'll finish my beer for you, Ryan. Good job. Congrats, bro. Stinky feet, Jesse. Jesse has <laughs> stinky feet, by the way. Yesterday, so we have sneaky feet today. <laughs> All right, let's kill this thing. We're done here. See y'all whenever we oh, see you.